Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Morning team, happy Tuesday. If you are tuning into this, this means you're in for a real treat. You're just about to listen to episode two of Megan Brooks's episode where she dives into how the work has become the joy for her and how in some ways stopping drinking was the easy part and facing some really difficult challenges have opened up this really incredible world for her where she now feels like the work is the joy. And in this episode, we really dive into the tools and tactics, things you can do on the ground to really get you moving in that direction so that you can start feeling uh, like the work is the joy um, from today and look just to frame this the the work being the joy I keep saying that doesn't mean that it's all unicorns and rainbows it doesn't mean that every single day it just feels like blissful and easy okay the the truth is that adversity and difficult things in our lives they make things meaningful and often when we are growing and evolving it's challenging to us um, and our ego and it makes us feel as if we're moving through something difficult but it's meaningful. I'm sure we've all had that experience where we look back on something that seemed tough but we realise wow like that gave it its meaning that was something that I really want to do and in my life the pattern often plays out that I often say to myself whoa I'm never doing something like that again and then before I know it I've invited something back into my life very similar because actually that's it it's human nature to want to go out there and kind of both stay in our comfort zone but also push ourselves to do more so these tools and tactics are going to help you grow into the person that you need to be um and yeah move in move in an amazing direction so i hope you enjoy the episode i'll catch you on the outro cool you know you said at the very beginning when you were introing me about the joy that i've found in the work mm-hmm. and how um that that is kind of the new joy in my life now like i thought at the beginning of this process that i had to do the habits and i'll talk about what the habits are for me anyway and i thought oh, i've got to do these things so that i don't drink And actually it's like that now it's completely different. It's like now I've got all this fullness in my life and all these things that bring me joy and make me happy and make me healthy. And um, it's like the opposite of that. It's complete opposite of alcohol. I'm no longer doing those things because I don't want to drink. I'm doing them because they really do make me feel good and whole Mm. and finding what works for you and what the right mix of habits are like one thing that you did with us Ellie in our coaching group that was really um interesting and it seemed simple but it was really quite profound was like think about what you like to do when you were a kid and I thought Mm. one of the things that occurred to me it wasn't even when I was a kid it was just a few years earlier I'd stopped listening to music like I thought that's really weird I don't don't listen to music in the car anymore I've always got the radio on I don't I don't listen to music when I get ready um I don't really listen to music anymore and so I went and bought an Alexa and put her in the kitchen and now when I'm washing up or I'm cooking dinner I just listen to 90s music and it makes Mm. me really really genuinely happy and that's a tiny tiny little really safe easy habit that I implemented early on might have done a bit of dancing along with that um Alexa in the kitchen when my (laughs) husband's not around um and little things like that like for me I realized that hit 
workout. So if I'm doing high intensity interval training, really stimulates, stimulates my dopamine, makes me feel really, really good. So even if I just get a 15 minute hit session, that makes me feel great. Um, of course, you had, you had introduced me to mindfulness and meditation and breathing and and not all these things are going to work for you necessarily. Although I, I will say the one thing that I, that do I, do I, am I going to say this? I think the one non-negotiable that I'd say that I think everybody should at least give a whirl is journaling. And I actually, I yeah. always got my journal here. It's always next to me. It's always on my desk. I know such a good girl always here. And I've, like even started now to do some like simple breathing exercises that that I kind of do both at the same time. So I'm doing my breathing exercises and mindfulness, and then that gives me what I'm going to journal about for the day. It is amazingly transformative. And it's, I think it's another thing that people are intimidated by. I don't know, Ellie, you're better at journaling than I am probably. Maybe you want to talk about well, that. Well, yeah, the, 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 there's this... Um sometimes us coaches are kind of seen as oh you know you've got it all sorted out and and often it's us coaches who uh don't uh we don't always practice what we preach um suffice to say and I, I so I, I went through a period recently where I hadn't journaled for the longest time and it was all to do with like disruption in my routine and just a whole bunch of things and I tell you what, the the the, and, and this is why it's so important what you said about how these things make you feel, because the absence of it, what manifested was I felt terrible, and it and it permeated my entire being, and like and and this is something as simple as writing, and it, and it doesn't always have to be, you know a page it's sometimes it's a paragraph but it's that stopping in silence and solitude and going inward and and even if it's just the briefest glimpse of going inward and having that as a regular practice what it opens up for you individually is just unlike like there's there's nothing else like it I, I think for I mean meditation like I, I say to all of my clients the two things I really want people to be doing regularly and meditation and journaling those are kind of the two uh the two th- you know but of course you know, people are people are the master of their own destiny and you know I, I, I hold people accountable if that's what they want me to do but you can't you know, people have to find their own way with those things. But again, this is the beauty of it, right? Because there are so many different apps and things that you can try. I prefer silent meditation, but if the entry point is somebody listening to guided meditation, then go for it. Um, if you feel intimidated by journaling, but a, a prompt and that you could go Google journaling prompts and you can find heaps of them. It's to just get in that habit of putting pen to paper buy yourself a lovely journal, buy yourself a really nice pen with the money that you're saving from not drinking, you know, like you, you can, um, you can make these habits pleasurable. So they've got more chance of becoming habits, but it's, it, it's really, because some of these things seem so simple. Yeah. You, you can really underestimate what, what they, what they achieve and without, you know, getting into, 
you know, a, a, a bigger, a, a too big a discussion about this, that things like breath work, journaling, meditation, they don't cost any money. Right. And I know people are making money off these things, but, you know, they, they, these are things that are accessible to everybody. Yeah. And they, they don't have, they don't have to cost anything. Like right. you, 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 you've got all, but that if you, if you're talking about, you know, like, I don't know, diets and supplements and different programs and, you know, there's, there's always going to be things that you can reach out to and pay lots of money for that are going to promise you the world. But do those things really deliver? And anything, anything that I've, of all of the masses of things that I've tried habits wise in my time, there are fundamental things, mm-hmm. journaling, meditation, that like, I, I just don't think anything else touches because of the types of practices that they are. And then yeah. adding all of the other stuff in, I think is um, you, you need to, you need variety. You need to try things. Going back to things that you used to like, that used to like as a child, is a great um, idea. That's that's how I ended up in handstand club. That's why I'm going back to gymnastics. That joy that I feel, that delight, taps me right back into being a kid, and it's wonderful. It's like nothing else feels good. Want to do more of that? Um, there are things like cold water therapy. Like I'm a massive Wim Hof fan, and I'm jumping in the cold shower. I'm the kind of gal that hates being cold, but I'm doing it, and I bloody love it. And it's it, and until you try these things, until you go, right, like I remember the first time I heard about the cold water therapy idea, oh, fucking, well, I'm doing that, oh, I don't want to get a bloody cold shower, sounds hideous. But it's that, like, it's that curiosity and that, you know, like you yeah. said earlier, Megan, it's the, well, I'm just going to follow this through because what's the worst that could happen? I get in a cold shower, if I don't like it, I don't do it again. But then if, when, you, when you find it and it's like, wow, and then, it, and then that's the breadcrumb that leads on to the next thing. And, and what I found throughout my own, you know, last 18 months or so, being alcohol-free is there is ebb and flow. Like sometimes these things can be a really big part of your life and sometimes they kind of fade a bit and they change shape or, you know, it might not be 90s music, it might be, you know, Rat Pack or something. You know what I mean? Like things, things change, but the fundamentals are the same. Yeah, yeah. And I just think about things like journaling and meditation. I remember when you first talked to me about it. (laughs) And you rolled your eyes at me. (laughs) I don't want to. And I, I, you know, almost like, I was like, I don't want to. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. But you just, I think if you can just stay curious and just think, I'll give it a whirl. Like, why not? Like, what's the worst that can happen? Let me just try it. And especially with journaling, it's so, I mean, I have this thing that I've been doing lately that I learned from this is I'm going all kinds of tangents now I'm being like you I'm like all over the place but um I was watching Kelly Osborne I think she was on Red Table Talk and oh, she was yes. doing exercise she does and she takes words like what does she want more of and what does she want less of so I've got these six words and I breathe in the words that I want and I breathe out the words I don't want and I do each of those like for three minute blocks and then I journal for at least a minute. Like that's all I'm, it's just, that's a 10, a 10 minutes out of my day where I can kind of check the box, so to speak on, I've done a bit of breathing, done a bit of mindfulness, done a bit of journaling. And some days I end up journaling for 20 minutes. You know, some days something comes up for me and I go yeah. longer and it just, 
it helps you sort out so much shit that you don't even know you need to sort oh, out. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other thing that I would say also is that it's the it's having the uh the presence to not beat yourself up if you don't do it that particular day. Because that's a surefire way to get out of the habit is by, you know, making it something that you're gonna um you know flog yourself with. Um it being enjoyable is is really important. But yeah, I love what you said there that you you, you do, you just uncover all the all of this stuff. Or and and yeah some of it some of it is tricky and some of it is challenging but if you can if you can frame it with the the knowledge that it's going to lead to something really good and it's growth then I'll take discomfort any day of the week if I know that there's going to be some massive growth opportunity either side you have a bit of a um comfort crisis i would say to some extent we're kind of like convinced that everything is supposed to feel good and but in a previous coaching life i I had something called the wild wild way coaching and used to take through people through a lot of um kind of reflections i'd say right okay get in your time machine go back ten thousand years we're gonna reflect on why these things that seem so simple are so powerful because you'll find that people if they invest money in coaching, for example, they're like, right, okay, where's all the shiny stuff? Come on, give me all the stuff, fix it. Where's the how-to? And you're like, well, first we're going to learn to breathe and we're going to learn to do whatever. And they're like, uh, yeah, but hang on a minute. And I always used to say, okay, imagine for me, we've gone over the podcast a few times. We've explained how our, our reaction to the natural stresses and strains of life are identical to like being chased by a tiger or something happening to us back in the day. So if you said, your sympathetic nervous system is on, is up, fight or flight is up, you are stressed. What would have happened to us 10,000 years ago? Well, either the tiger eats you, and in that case, you're not really worrying about it anymore, are you? In the other scenario, when you get away, we'll run through it in your head. What would happen? Okay, so the tiger's gone. You're out in nature. You would look up at the sky and you would think, oh my God, thank fuck for that. Then you would see the stars. You'd feel your body. You'd breathe. You'd move a bit. You'd get your energy out. You'd be like, oh my God. You'd have a 90 minute walk back home where you'd be processing what's happened. You would be in the stillness. You would get back to the campfire. You would sit around the campfire and you would turn it into a story and you would instantly give yourself objectivity. You would journal Mm -hmm. out to those people what happened in the story. You'd get objectivity. You'd get some kind of like freedom from it you would turn it into this kind of thing that happened to you um and you would be in community and people would heal you and then you would go and get some damn good sleep and then you would wake up the next day and that thing would be processed down now if we have a massive trauma in the modern day what do we do we either go and drink or we bottle it away or do we we do that so when we take the time to take our socks off and get out on the ground and walk around barefoot look up Mm. at the stars journal talk to people about this stuff it seems simple but the reason it works is just because it works mm. and it's just because it's missing well yeah. there's there's also such huge resistance to it right so that but you mentioned that what you i'm, I'm paying you you're going to teach me how to breathe and write in a book um and but but that resistance that it, that again is a signal so i i remember um one of the ladies in our little group I remember her having this real aversion to sitting and being bored <laughs> I said to her she, oh, what, you, what, what am I supposed to do about it and she wants she wants me to give her an answer around well go and do this thing and try this and and I said to her just sit in it 
just to allow yourself to be bored. And she hated my answer. Um, and I think she did it. I'm not sure how much she did it. But, but those, when you feel that resistance to something, that is your signal to lean into it. And the number of times that I see it with people and journaling is usually the, no, it, it's, it's both of the two. It's journaling and meditation. People are always, I think, um, generalizing, but they're ge generally people are resistant to them. And it's, oh, I haven't got time. And, uh, and, and look, I, I get the whole like busy with kids and work and, and all the rest of it. And what I would like to do sometimes, we've got, we're going to talk specifically, we, we have an episode planned to talk about habits and how you, you know, find the things that work for you and build habits into your routine, especially if you are super busy and you've got loads of kids and it's like, oh, how am I going to fit all of this stuff? And we're going to, we're going to teach you all of that. So suffice to say, we'll come back to it, but just take this one message that if you're resistant to something, then that is a really good signal to, to lean in and adopt that curiosity that we've been talking about. Yeah. Sure. With like that thing, Sam, the, you know, they use the analogy like the saber-toothed tiger running us down, but our nervous systems react the same way when we get a stressful email. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's not even when we have just the big traumas that exactly. happen on a daily basis, our bodies and our minds are exposed to traumatic events that we can't work out. Yeah. And you might only get, you might get 30 of them in a day. You'd be really exactly. unlucky to get 30 tigers chasing you. <laughs> but, exactly. You know, you exactly. Might, you might want to move at that point. <laughs> And that's the thing, it builds up and you get to this point where you're ringing with stress mm. and, you know, you like, you're just like, well, what am I going to do? And like one way that we, a lot of us have used is to sink the pint. The issue is then it's compounded the next day and you just yeah. end up in this kind of like high stress, just like, oh, that rank feeling that you just can't get off of you that's there all the time yeah and and there are true ways so that accumulation of stress throughout the day there are some really really simple uh, resources tools tactics to complete the stress cycle to move the uh the physical stress out of your system and out of your body um and as you say you then don't have to have this compounded stress of additional adrenaline cortisol yeah. in the system from imbibing a substance that is going to act as a depressant and a stimulant i mean it's just like a it's a recipe for fucking disaster frankly but yeah. it's it's inevitable that's where we end up because of what we were talking about earlier on with how um how, how alcohol is marketed and uh, all of the cultural conditioning that we've all adopted over the years and been exposed to over the years yeah. but yes i mean really simple things and, you, and and the body will naturally go to those things like if you have you ever been so mad so cross and worked up and stressed out that you've ended up like physically shaking because yeah. you know shaking is a means of um you know removing the uh, moving the energy through the body and out of the body so if you watch little um antelopes or whatever that have been chased by a bloody cheetah what what do they do if they if they've been kind of caught but they're not dead and the cheetah goes off to get its mates and what what does the the little animal do well it's sort of like you know comes around and it shakes itself shakes all bits of its body gets rid of the cortisol and then um gets up and off it goes natural intelligence yeah mm. Mm. Um, i think sorry go on megan sorry well i just one more thing i just one more thing that um i wanted to make sure i said which was just um 
that if you're going into this process, just to do whatever you can to find, even if it's just a little one, but a little tribe of, of people that are going through the same mm. thing that you're going through. Because I think a lot of these things that I've learned about, and in part, that was because I did, you know, coaching with Ellie for 12 weeks. So that was an intense process. But I, a lot of the things that I've learned before then and since then were because I've, I'm in this like small group of people that have gone through really similar experiences as me in the last six months. And I mean, we, we have this, we talk almost every day in some capacity, we keep in touch and we teach each other stuff. And I think that's just another thing when I think about some of the things that have really like been massively important to me, that's the other thing is just have this, have, have, have your little tribe who you can talk to about your saber tooth tigers at the end of the day. Cause that I don't need therapy right now. Cause honestly, I'm talking to these women mm. <laughs> about everything that's going on. That's helpful. I'm so glad that you said it earlier on when you were talking, I wrote it down and kind of underlined it because that, the community aspect is so important in that group I know for sure and I heard it over and over again I'm hearing it with the current group that I'm coaching they have conversations you had conversations together that you wouldn't have with anybody else however close you are with your friends or your family it's a different kind of conversation and people really need access to that in whatever form so small group coaching is is wonderful this is where you in my groups I only have five or six people and it's real high touch, um, you know, daily contact um, and then a weekly call. And so it's, it's very, uh, very high touch level of contact, but it's, it's building this um, connection, which then endures. So the girls from February are now all still talking and we'll all, ha- you know, we'll have each other for life. And that's yeah. really, really special. And the other thing that I wanted to mention in the vein of community is that I've been in lots of different groups and things before, but there is something special, I think, about the groups with this naked mind. There seems to be a different kind of person in there, generally, and certainly the live alcohol experiments, having been in it as a participant and been in it as a coach a couple of times, the community there is really quite special. And yes, the the live alcohol experiment in January, I mean, that was a community of God, uh, two and a half, nearly three thousand people. So it's, I mean, that's a lot. But but typically, you know, you you find like the UK guys will gravitate together, and you know, people find their own little you know little groups and little teams, and, and those sort of contacts again, they they carry on. I'm still in a, an alumni group with the January 2020 um, uh, guys that that I went through the live alcohol experiment with as a participant. I'm still with those guys, like, and, and it's a wonderful group. And to see what people are doing this this far down the road and the support, the way that people show up for each other, it's so, so special. So I'm really glad that you came back to that, Meg, because I wrote it down, underlined it. And it's, <laughs> it, it, is, it is one of the pillars. It is so important. It's also, it's kind of magical as well. I mean, there is something quite amazing when you intersect with people who are going through the exact things even though you know we have a bit of a different journey but when you connect with people who are going through the exact same things that you're going through is something really very special and quite magical about it I think yeah. so I would yeah. recommend that I will uh before we perhaps all wrap this up I think one thing I'd love to throw in is if I reflect back to the things that I hadn't done that led me to my data point 
and the things that I did off the back of that that have turned me uh, into the person that I am and, and, and the coaching business and everything. Okay, community, I didn't have. I invited that in. Like journaling, I hadn't been doing. I wrote a blog called Unaddicted, which is basically my live journal that's out there for anybody to read if anybody wants to go and read it. Um, you know, and I basically uh, got purpose, you know, and I hadn't had those things before. And what I'd done was I transplanted my old drinking life into my new life. And I was just trying to do everything the same. And in not facing and inviting those three things in, that's what happened. And from the moment I did that, from the moment I did those three things, it was so much easier. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. Mm. I just thought of something else I want to say about community again. Am I allowed? <laughs> this is going yeah. to be, this is definitely going to be two episodes. It's just that point about core regulation. So when you were talking about the getting chased down by the tiger earlier, and then that, that journey of what happens when you get back to your, your tribe or your pack of people and you're sat around the campfire talking about, it, you get the hug, right? You get the, the physical touch, you get the connection. And that is one of the reasons why community in whatever form is so important, because we need other people to co-regulate with. So you know, we talk about mind and body practices and, and the, the somatic bodily element, you need um, the, the, the physical connection. Yeah. So I was looking slightly worried there because my son is running towards my office. <laughs> and magically, he's not come in. <laughs> Must be after a Jaffa cake. <laughs> Yeah. And there's so many ways. I mean, there's, there are quite, you know, high touch solutions. Like we talked about small group coaching. There's also really easy, accessible, free stuff. And I mean, I do think that social media is quite evil, but I will say one of the things it's not, is good for, and that's not evil is are these um, online communities just with this mm. alcohol free. It's a whole like movement that I had no idea existed before this year. Yeah. And, like, and there are some pretty cool people in it. And do you want to hear some really interesting, exciting news? Always. So if, uh, if you download the, so the alcohol experiment, there is the live alcohol experiments that run every couple of months. And this is where you have live coaching from people like me or Sam, um, there is the free alcohol experiment has always been free, always will be free. And it's exactly the same content now, but you just don't have the, the live coaching element and the, the Facebook group side of things, but it's, so it's now on an app. So you've got the, the free alcohol experiment on an app and they've just launched this really, they've piloted it and it worked so beautifully well that it's now been rolled out. And so instead of joining the, alcohol experiment app and just being thrown in with thousands of other people you now have the option to put yourself into a small group and I think the group size is something like I want to say it's 20 um and so you've got like you start on day one with this like little you know um ramshackled thrown together group of people but I can like I would have freaking loved that that would have oh. been like, because I, I, I remember as a participant, I remember thinking, I'm not going to be into that Facebook group business. I'll just, you know, I'll listen to the coaching and I'll watch the videos and I don't want to be in that group. Gave it like half a day and I was all over that thing. There is just something really like that pull of connection is strong. So to be able to go through the free alcohol experiment 
and find your own little small group at the same time. I just think that's super magical. So big um, shout out to this Naked Mind for doing that because it's just, it's wonderful. It's such a great, it's great that they put the app together, but then to, to have this little added functionality, I think it's marvellous. Yeah, excellent. Is there anything else, Megan, that you really feel you want to share before we wrap up this awesome convo? I don't think so. I mean, I just... I, I guess the one thing, sorry, I told you I was verbose, I'm sorry. Um, just, you know, where to go next with this stuff. And I think I just want to thank you guys for asking me to come because I think telling my story and I don't know, like maybe someone else listens to it and they relate to it or, and just the telling of my story, it's very cathartic. Yeah. And um, I just thank you and I appreciate what you guys are doing. Love the podcast. And um, yeah, thank you. You are so welcome. It's awesome to have you here. I'd love it. I love it. I love when people come and share their stories and uh, it's just, just, yeah, it's great. I mean, me and Ellie keep messaging each other going, this is badass. We love doing this. This is cool. So it's just Mm -hmm. so nice to have you here and sharing your story. It is. And you will, you will make a a huge difference. And the thing that I've learned in, in this, um, this work is that you, you don't, you don't readily know the difference that you've made and, and that, and there are some, I'm sure that there are some instances where you'll never know the difference that you've made, but trust me that this will make a huge difference and it will resonate with people and we'll hear about it. I hope I want people to get in touch and let us know what they think. But um, huge, huge thank you to you, Megan. It's been so lovely. We always joke about how the universe puts things together and it's just like this to me is like, it's, it's such a wonderful you know, I'm not saying that the circle's kind of finished, but it's just, it just, it felt so obvious and natural to have you here. So I just really appreciate you taking the time and being um, open and vulnerable and bringing your good humour to us as well. So thank you. Thank you guys. Awesome tribe. Look, there's not much else to say other than like what an amazing episode and just give give something a go. If there's something in there that you haven't tried before or something that you can develop, um, give it a go. Even if there's a bit of resistance there, even if you feel the voice in your head saying, oh, is this going to work? Like I've lost count of the amount of things that I have had that resistance to, um, journaling being one of them, that once I've brought it into my life, it's just opened up this incredible um, growing growth and learning. And the same is true of other things that I've thought, oh, I'm definitely going to enjoy that and it hasn't worked for me we're all different we all have a different central nervous system we all have a day a different story and way of viewing the world so have a go that's my challenge to you just try one new thing today or develop something Uh, and let us know how it goes send us in uh, a message and let us know how you've been getting on with it so keep reaching out keep telling us about you know what you're enjoying and keep telling us what you want more of we're really really happy to um, you know develop podcasts that are going to help you on on your journey have an awesome week please go uh, follow us please go share us leave us a review on apple um that is um the biggie they have uh, what's the word like kind of they they are the charts at the moment so it really helps us if you go and leave a review with those guys if you listen um but leaving a review anywhere is helpful and it's just so nice for you to reach out and uh, yeah come join the group if you're looking for some support uh it's going to become a lot more active in there soon um that's it have an awesome week and uh see you next tuesday